and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two... Burned. Rather sunburned co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it is none other than our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Did you say you did get burned, Uncle Sam? No, I'm not burned. Oh, I got no, burned yesterday. I, I got cooked pretty good. I, I've yeah, been man. staying inside. I, I don't like the sun. Good. Yeah, I'm peeling. And uh, fresh off a wonderful trip to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, after a much-needed weekend of recouping from doing a whole lot of nothing, it is Bruce the Tugboat Venditti. What's up? All right. Fourth of July. Fireworks. Everybody got their digits still? Nobody lost a digit this weekend. You, you st- I don't do fireworks. Okay, you used to do fireworks. In yes, I did. Way, I, humanly possible. As soon as they legalized it in the state of Michigan, I vowed never to do it again. It wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't, wasn't fun illegal. anymore. It Didn't was you fun. Do fireworks too. I I carried it on after they quit. I quit doing it after they legalized it in Michigan. They used to fill up garages full of fireworks. Where'd you go, Indiana or Ohio? Ohio. Phantom Fireworks. It was just a little garage on the side of the road, on the side of two. Interstate 2 in Ohio, it was like a little garage. Then all of a sudden, they had so much business that it opened up. It looked like a CVS. Now they're all over the place. All right, so if you weren't playing with fireworks, what did you do this weekend? Well, uh, made some baby back ribs on my smoker. Oh, wow. On the on a real smoker, we still barbecue smoker, not a not a fucking electric one. Tipped meats. Uh. And some more burgers, 18 burgers. There we go. You ate all 18 yourself, Corn on the right? cob. I'm sorry? I didn't you ate all 18 you... of them yourself, no. right? I didn't ask you what you ate. I asked what you did. did. Is that all you did was eat? That's all I did. Uh, you know, I went to Detroit, Hedwig, St. Hedwig, to say okay. happy birthday to my, my daddy. Anyways. Uh... By the way, he, he, he was... said to give you his best. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Zolo, how was your weekend? Anything? Quiet. Quiet one? Yeah, it didn't do much for a 4th of July weekend, but we're here. I still have all the digits, if you all the digits. were asking about that. Digit inventory complete. I didn't see any, I didn't view any fireworks unless there were people blowing them off the street. I didn't go watch any last night. No, neither did I. All the little hillbillies that lived behind my house, they were shooting them off last night. I was watching it from my bedroom window. So I was driving home, and I was on 75, and there was nothing until I hit Flint. And Flint was lit up like a Christmas tree. Love that. Yeah. The entirety of Flint. And then the in- rest of the way home, it was nonstop. Everywhere you looked out the car. Yeah. Yeah. The best firework shows are hillbilly firework shows at home and then Chaldean firework shows at home. Oh, yeah. They go all in. Chaldeans don't yeah. fuck around. Yeah. It's thousands of dollars in ammunition. Everywhere. Bruce, how was Nashville? Good time. Good time. Did you eat anything? Where did you go eat? My guess is they I ate at McDonald's tell every you day. A single place. Like Did you go to Hattie B's? Name? Hattie B's? Uh, no. Did you go to Prince's? No. Okay. We went to some pretty Worthless. fancy brunch brunch places though. What like, McDonald's? Would you go to the Southern? Uh, dude, I don't know the names. Oh. <laughs> I have no you idea. Eat places and you don't. Rem- you go out of town and you go eat. I book restaurants based on where I'm going. I book vacations based on where I'm going. Like I do that, then I get the ticket. Correct. If I can't get the reservation, I'm I'm not not going going that week. I'm not going. Yeah. Exactly. What the fuck? 
I didn't do the planning. Somebody so then, else did the planning. She knows all the names. You don't remember oh, where you went to Who did eat? the planning? My friend, Brendan's girlfriend, Sammy. Okay, but you don't remember Shout even being there. What? You don't remember going to eat? What did you eat? Yeah. Basically, hot Nashville chicken sandwiches uh, every time. That was it. All you did for three days. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Then on top of that, on the way chicken home. Chicken and waffles. I had some chicken and waffles. On the way home, the car blew up, and they were stranded <laughs> on the side of the road. How long did that last? I want to say. Where were you? Where were you stranded? Two, three hours. Yeah. Well, where, where were you, you stranded at? Lima, Ohio. Lima. Oh, that's not Been far there. from here. That's a tease. You were close. Yeah. 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 That sucks. That wasn't that far from here. Yeah, we almost made it. Yeah. And that's the alternator shitty. just decided to take a shit. <laughs> Was that your car? Did you take your car? No. No, the LHS lives. The LHS. The lives. LHS lives. lives Do you eat anything fantastic? Anything to write home about there? Um, girlfriend made some really good pasta salad. I got some go. skewers from the Dearborn Meat Market, not the Heights, the Dearborn Meat Market. Uh-huh. I got them and I didn't make them. I'm making them tonight. Um, yeah, I didn't really. We ate okay yesterday. Did some yeah. some dogs natural go. casing. A little glizzy. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I grilled. I grilled three nights in a row. It was fabulous. Did a. Uh, we did a sausage night. You would have been proud. We did what a kind? What kind night. of sausage? Uh, we had fennel. The best. We, we had spicy Italian. We had jalapeno and cream cheese filled. Oh my god! And let Italian me tell sausage. You, Huh? Italian sausage? No. It was some German brand. It was a, oh. like a brat almost. Really? But it was stuffed with jalapeno and cream cheese. And they had- Oh, wow. Like you had chunks of jalapeno in there, and there were some seeds mm-hmm. in there still. Oh, yeah. It was, oh. Those were fabulous. You pissed those seeds out later, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, it was like my, my asshole turned into the Japanese flag. Slapping popsicles on there to cool it off. Then, Uncle uh, Sam, you're going to hate this. The least Italian thing about me- is that I don't like Italian sausage. Wow. I don't like bratwurst. Not that I don't like it. I, I love it. There's good Italian sausage. I'm sick of it. I think the Polish do the sausage the best. I honest to God, I ha- almost have to agree. You get a good Like kielbasa. a kielbasa is my favorite. And well, you know, we do the kielbasa on Christmas, and that's correct. outstanding. Oh, my God. The burners. Cooking in burners. I believe it. You get that yeah. little sweet with the onions, too. Yeah. I know what you're saying. If it's burnt, it's got to be snappy. It, this, it's got to have crunch it's to it. Gotta the outside's got to be crunchy. Right. Inside's got to be there soft. There have been times where it's too yeah. soft on the outside, and it's kind of like a wet dick, but you've got to crisp <laughs> up that skin, and so it's delicious. The jalapeno cream cheese, my favorite sausage at the moment, don't care who makes it. it I mean, Johnsonville is a good one if you're buying just better, regular. Are you going to say better with cheddar? Just cheddar jalapeno oh, in general. Yes, but absolutely. But there's a good spot in Eastern Market in one of, in the shed that's enclosed that, that brings sausage from somewhere in middle Michigan and they have everything, and it's really fucking good. And I, anything you could, any combination you could think of, and there's pork, there's beef, and we're gonna need to get on that. So yeah. Listen, you don't ever fuck around with Italian sausage. It's got to be pork. Period. Yeah, of course. Don't ever of do course. turkey. Well, how do you feel about hot dogs? Can hot dogs be beef? Hello. I personally would not. I I've had turkey dogs. You really no, can't I didn't tell say the difference. Turkey. I said beef. I like beef hot. Okay. Yes. Because not last night, night before. So it was the Those Monday Wagyu night. ones we got from. That's Those are excellent. Those are the I shit. Fairway I, I don't care what anybody says. They're the best. Fairways, yeah. Wagyu hot dogs are the best I've ever good had. Good fat content, oh, good yeah. flavor. And the outside. Be Tony Paco's. Outside grill. Tony Paco's. Tony Paco's my second favorite. Those were awesome. Those too. were good hot dogs. I did the Wagyu burger. I did the Wagyu dog. 
Night before I did Wagyu New York strips and ribeyes. Everything was fat. There's a great weekend of meat. I'm not gonna lie. It was a fabulous meat. Weekend. Tipped meats. Whenever you have meat, for sponsor the whole us, weekend, Fairway. You're yes. doing pretty. Three you're doing something right. And then remember that, Bruce. Then because I made ten hot dogs, I had okay. two left because I made ten hot dogs, ten burgers. I had two hot dogs left over. Killed them for breakfast the next day. It was nothing fabulous. better than fucking hot dogs in the morning. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Glizzy omelets. Yeah, yeah. it was fabulous. Yeah. Nothing better. Anyways, all right. I got your itinerary. Well, okay. Twelve thirty club. I have no idea. Pass. Assembly Hall we went to. Assembly Hall, is, mm-hmm. there's princes in there. You should have went to the princes that's in that's there. A, that's a, a food, it's a, it's food, a food hall, right? Yeah. yeah. So like a food Very court? Good. My yeah, favorite kind concept. Of attached to the Renaissance. They have some type okay. of coffee place in there called Elixir Coffee. I think we got. They have a, that. it was a butterscotch and pink peppercorn latte. Fabulous. And they had a strawberries and cream latte, both fabulous. See, you got to understand something. You, you go places with this guy, and you got to. I, I couldn't afford to eat there. I, I, I would be at the Win Dixie buying my own food and cooking it. The Hampton Social rooftop. That's a chain garbage. Uh, oh, okay. Blanco Cavina and Cantina. I have no idea. And that's it. Huh. Those were just we just everything was dinner reservations and then brunch we basically went to the assembly hall. So the assembly hall is good. They got some there was some good shit in there. Make your own shit. Anyways, learn how to smoke. We got an Airbnb. In a hotel. What are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, you're gonna. We cook? had an Airbnb. Absolutely. We were going to, but we didn't. So. Anyways, we gotta talk about some football because we just spent 15 minutes talking about meat. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, you want to know what? I, hold on, before we get into the meat. So I don't really do liquor anymore. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm more of a I get real intrigued by like the Mike's Hard Lemonade thing. I get intri- okay. intrigued by the Twisted Tea. I'm big on Twisted Tea, right? About seltzers, oh like Nooners. I am. I like the Nooner. I don't like the Tequila Nooner. I agree. Fair. I like the Blue Label Nooner. I got a That's Tequila that we seltzer had here, for bro. you, by the way. And you were drinking. What? Yeah, there's, high there's noon. Been high yeah. noons here. Yeah. That's you, high noon. Not tweez. You've never seen tweez. Okay. <clears throat> they had a Fourth of July edition tweez. And it was a bomb pop. It's rocket pop. Rocket pop, whatever yeah. the fuck. Flavored twisted. It comes tea. in a twelve pack, but only comes with three rocket pop. Yes, because stupid. But this is the thing. So I usually don't like. Bruce has had three rocket pops before. One in each hand, and one. <laughs> well, anyway, I usually don't like peach flavored things because it, it tastes like too much of fake peach. The peach twisted tea was my favorite one in the box wow. in the variety pack. Picked it up at the gas station in West Branch. That gas station in West Branch. That's where Botcher stops. I have never seen an array of meat sticks. They oh, got yeah. like 37 oh, yeah. different brands. Tip meats, I'm telling you, tip meats. Oh, but they, you know what? They uh, they they have good shit in there, dude. That gas station yes. had more jerky than the jerky outlet. And that's yes. no bullshit. They out-jerkied the fucking jerky. They out-jerked the jerk outlet. And another good stop, and we left too late yesterday because I wanted to hit it. You've been to Wilson's Cheese Shop in Pinconning? No. We're talking thousands of different. I like to get the meat sticks, good meat sticks, like right. the Amish, bolt, not fucking Jack Links, Amish no. fucking meat sticks. Four or five different flavors. You stop at Wilson's, you pick up four or five different kinds of good cheese curds, and you motor home. You motor home. You motor home. Anyway. Every time I would go to my dad's, I would stop out at the Jerky Outlet there right is by one his out house, that way, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, out in. You know what? Anyways, let's talk about football. <laughs> um, 
I mean, the the biggest piece of news I saw from a pretty slow Fourth of July weekend, for the most part, was Turfgate. Um, so pretty well documented. A lot of players who played in the Super Bowl had issues with the grass and that whoever the old man is that grows it all. Who used to work for the Chiefs, if I remember correctly, too. Do you remember that? It was his. He does every Super Bowl. He works for the Chiefs. Correct. Fact check me on this. And this was his last Super Bowl. And there was a conspiracy theory that he rigged it in favor of the Chiefs. But the Chiefs were sliding all over, too, if I remember correctly. George Toma. Was that him? Wait a minute. Kansas City of Kansas City. So he's from Kansas City. I thought he attended the the turf at every single Super Bowl. And that was his last one, right? That was his last one. It should be his last one because it was fucking awful. Yeah, he uh, specializes in working sports facilities. Uh, he's one of few surviving people that has attended every Super Bowl game. Uh, his nickname is the Sod Father. Yeah, but I heard he had done the game with the Michigan and TCU. He had did that field also, and that, and that field was, was a, a bad fucking turf. shit show. And that was a bit. If that's true, that I didn't awful. know that. I didn't know that. If that was true, same drill. People sliding Correct. all over the place Correct. on that field. Guess what? Well, it was the same it, turf. It, Wasn't I the mean, Super Bowl in the stadium there? Yes. So the Super Bowl yeah. was in University of Same whatever they're calling it now, the whatever right. in Same Glendale. Stadium. Same so, problem. Uh, yes, he did work for the Chiefs. He was a ground. He was originally started out as the groundskeeper. Yep. For Arrowhead and Truman, which is where the Royals play, or Kaufman, whatever that you want to fucking call it. Kaufman. Yeah. Now yeah. would that would they have an advantage? They're used to playing on that kind of shit. I, I would say yeah, absolutely. Well, this is where it gets interesting because. Brandon Graham came out and said... Shout out to Detroit, Brandon Graham. Shout out to Michigan. Shout out to... There's going to be actually two Detroit... Two Detroit mentions in this. Um, Sorry, I'm looking for the quote. Uh, And I'm having trouble finding it. Either way, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, we'll talk about first while I find this, came out and said that he tried out three different pairs of cleats to try and get footing on the field. By the half, he had tried out three pairs of cleats. Correct. Three by the half, yeah. And this and the studs okay. would not grip the field. Would not grip the field. That's an, kind of an issue. I mean, if you have three different types of cleats, and it ain't gripping the field, they showed it. That's the an issue. The whole team had. There was like fifty different cleats on the sidelines. Uh so that's interesting. Brandon Graham said that their defensive line was extremely dominant all year. Would have dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in that game, but literally could not gain any sort of footing to get any explosion. I, off the I line remember watching on on probably at least five occasions where these guys were on their knees coming off the line and were slipping all over the field. And it, it was more than once I seen it and and I think it did make a difference in the game because with them not being able to tee off that kind of throws their whole rhythm defensively off. So the Eagles' D front was historic last year. They would have broken the sacks record, Correct. if I remember correctly. And then Jordan Davis got injured, and he was a big part of their their defensive success last year. They were – you could tell he's fired up because they're still talking about it today. Correct. And, and I think the Chiefs – I remember reading in that article, the Chiefs' offensive line was wearing shirts that said zero sacks because Mahomes didn't get sacked in the Super Bowl. And it completely, like – 
I, I think Brandon Graham was really careful. He he treaded really nicely. He gave a he's like credit to them because they had to play on the same turf and they didn't have issues. But our D line relies on getting low and being low to the ground, and you rely on that leverage you get from the turf. And if we can't anchor into the turf, that Correct. causes problems. And if you remember, Mahomes carved them up in the second half, in yeah. particular in the fourth quarter. And I don't disagree with Brandon Graham. I think the turf had a lot to do with it. And on top of that, the turf has been a big issue league-wide over the last couple of years for a number of reasons. Inconsistency, unsafe playing surfaces, guys getting injured left and right. This isn't just a Super Bowl problem. And the Lions actually at Ford Field replaced their turf this winter. Um, there's going to be new, brand new turf at Ford Field this year. It's been replaced twice over the last 10 years after not being replaced once since the building opened, if I remember correctly. And I think turf is an actual issue that we need to talk about and keep an eye on going forward. I agree a thousand percent. I mean, Brandon Graham, I found the quote, uh, they got blessed that we weren't able to get traction off the block and slipped the entire game. I mean, Hassan Reddick chimed in this week too on it. Uh, like This is obviously an issue. You don't really see it that way. As what? Do, do you think this was an issue that was focused mainly Listen, on I, I've been talking about turf for you fucking always years. Have. I'm dude. aware of that. I've but, complained about artificial turf. Do you turf. think it cost the Eagles the Super Bowl? Yes. Wow. Yes, I do. I truly believe that. I truly believe by their defensive line not being able to, to do what they did to all these other teams... Because of the footing, I, I think it cost them. They Absolutely. did damage. Their D front did damage against. I'm not going to call Mahomes a lesser quarterback because he's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. But their D front did damage against way more mobile quarterbacks last year. Absolutely. And they should have been able to get to Mahomes no problem, regardless of how Houdini-like he is. They should have been able to get to him that game. And they were close a couple times. And you could just see guys slipping up left and right. It. it Listen, I, I truly believe that the turf being that bad was an advantage to Kansas City. Yeah. I do. I do. Now, Obviously, Bruce, their, their guy, their groundskeeper, they're used to fucking playing with the other guys. Show the man guys. respect. Sad father. Shit. Sad, show whatever. the sad father. He's fucking garbage. His field was garbage for the Super Bowl. Garbage for the Michigan game. Fucking trash. He needs to be fired anyway. If he's not retiring, he needs to be fired. Uh, I think he, he was awful. Out. There's also, yeah, out. that was his last Super Bowl. There's also a bigger picture thing in that stadium. They keep the sod outside. Have you ever seen it before? It was the first of its kind, yeah. and now it's in a couple places in the world. The sod is outside. Why? And they water it all week, Why? and then it, it they lift the stands up, and it Fucking wheels stupid. in. During, Why? Have you ever Correct. seen the video yeah. before? Why? Yes. I, they does get, that have a retractable? Get, it has a retractable roof. It does have a retractable roof. But they don't can't Open water. The it, they roof. can't water it inside. I think why? there's. I don't. I don't know it's the specifics. Fucking ten degrees. It's really hot there, and that's why right. they're thinking we can manage this outside. I know Tottenham does it in the Premier League, and then other NFL. The Raiders might do that with their turf as well. I believe they do. It comes out. Um, it's a new thing. I, it it doesn't didn't work like it did like that's obviously it didn't work it was awful dude. I know Super Bowls have been played there before and big college games are played there every other year um, I didn't know if, I know it was the same turf that they played on but if but if Sod Father had something to do with it I'm gonna be pissed I didn't know that yeah and, he did and it was the same field that Michigan had played on what four weeks earlier yeah come on dude yeah I, it's not a it's not a fucking 
brain surgery. You, you, the, that the, field was awful. Whether it's a big deal or a little deal or whether you want to blame it or you don't, the, the fact of the matter is we're talking about it. It's a story. Turf yeah. is a problem. Six months later. Six months later. The uh, I hate to always make it about the Lions. No, I don't. Fuck that. I love making it about the Lions all the time. I'm going to look at the camera for this one. Apparently, the playing surface was so cold on Christmas Eve against the Panthers that it was deemed unsafe, and the NFL still threw them out there anyways. Same drill. The Lions' or defensive front got shredded, and they were giving up 10 yards of play on the run. Of course, the personnel was bad, and it didn't affect the other team as much. But same drill. You want consistent playing surfaces no matter what. So this isn't a story. And here we are. Turf is a story in the NFL right now between injuries and guys tearing ACLs and rolling ankles and the Achilles, everything. A lot of that that's stuff of has turf. to do with the artificial turf. Yeah. No because there's no give in it. Mm-hmm. There's no give in artificial turf. I know I played on artificial turf in the Pontiac Silverdome, and when you would hit that shit, because it was plastic. And that was thin. You got that, up and you were burnt. That was nothing. You that was like burnt. a couple centimeters. It, it was like it was like falling off a motorcycle in the middle of fucking concrete. Yeah. And it was hard, too. Yep. It wasn't soft. You hit that shit, it was hard. You know, and, and you get burnt. I remember my hands, my... My elbows, my knees, my shins were just, everything was raspberried right off. Um, so he's 94 years old. I didn't know this. Whatever. The he he needed to retire 10 years ago, um, 20 years ago. And he had some things to say this week as well. So, okay. Um, even though he had priorly praised league field director Ed Manigan for his work prior to the game, uh, Toma has now blamed Manigan for overwatering the playing surface and then immediately bringing the portable surface back indoors without allowing, allowing the grass to absorb sunlight in the days coming up to the game. And he has now blamed him for failing to sand the surface properly or in a timely manner and covering the field with a tarp while it was still wet, giving it over-moisturization and a foul smell. It all smells foul to me. It all smells foul to me. And the it league, is what it is. They know. Guess what the league did? Do you, you want to say it? Go ahead. The league is blaming the players. In true NFL fashion, taking the dumbest way out, the league blames the players for the playing surface instead oh, blaming of messing up. All over the fucking field instead like of just saying we had bad turf that game, what we a, won't make the mistake what? again. Ray Rice beat the shit out of that woman. We didn't suspend him for long enough. <laughs> I can't argue that. Yes, they came out and said I mean, that the players wore the wrong cleats. But then you but, got Gardner Johnson they had, coming out. They had. At least twenty guys talking about we changed cleats fucking three times. Oh, hundred percent, and still couldn't get no traction. What what are they supposed to do? I don't know. I mean, you had guys like Gardner Johnson went through three different sets of cleats before I mean, the half. It was both ways before the half. Chris Jones said. came out and said this week too that he couldn't get traction on oh. the line. I mean, oh. it was it was everything. Yeah, maybe he couldn't. But they, I, like I said, I, I, I got a feeling these guys are used to playing on this guy's type of surfaces, obviously, because he was a groundskeeper there forever. So you think George Toma, the sod no, father, I, I, I don't Super think, Bowl. I don't think that that's they the fixed theory. anything. But I will the say this: father. if you're used to playing on a surface that's a little fucking spongy, you're gonna approach it differently. And if you're not, and you're coming in off of playing somewhere else. 
Yeah, but they're not Hence, used to it because here we go. Bruce the guy just came out and said that it was somebody else's fault in the NFL. So they're not used to it. What are you talking about? Both teams were affected by it. Quit the bitching. The I, I would say one team was affected more than the other. The team that has a fucking defense that was off the chain obviously is affected more than they are. Listen, if anybody... You're not close enough to the microphone. You're, 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 you're looking at a team that blew everybody else by that. at least 10 to 15 sacks on the year as a team. Correct. Okay? Nobody was close to them okay. when it came to sack totals. That That's the name of their game, dude. You take that away, there you go. Look, I I think you nailed it. I think I think you nailed it, Uncle Sam. Um, number one, we're talking about it, so it's an issue in itself that we're talking about it. Number two, one would think if the man that was the sod guy from Kansas City, like the sod guy, even even if it's not true, it's it's just like in this country they say you're innocent until proven guilty. That's not true. You're guilty until proven innocent. Until there's facts indicating that the turf isn't similar to what the Arrowhead turf is. And and he didn't like until there's actual facts that go with it instead of he said she said in a blame game and you're not wrong also it, it went both ways using the facts would be having the facts it would be totally different. it it affected both teams we watched the game I'm not, I'm not saying it didn't affect Kansas City too but what I'm saying is if they might be used more to used to on field there's a chance this guy is done if it's similar to Arrowhead if it's in any way similar to Arrowhead maybe they gleaned like it could have been a little more. A little more easy to work with for them. They could have adjusted quicker, and then, you know, they because had a if you want to go two half. weeks prior to the Super Bowl, they were unstoppable. They were getting around a corner and actually getting the quarterbacks at left and right. Ask Brock Purdy, who's the other dude that backed him up? Fucking Doug Flutie. Who was it? <laughs> who was it? The guy backing up Brock Purdy. I don't think that got hurt too. Give me a break, dude. Every quarterback on the fucking San Francisco roster got fucking put in this, put in a fucking sleep. Come on, dude. What are we talking about? You know what it is. Did they have an advantage? Absolutely. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. There you go. Ask Josh Johnson. The blame game goes to the NFL. It doesn't go. The blame game. goes to you know what the NFL's, the NFL garbage. Don't even get me fucking started with them. Moving on. Them pricks. Um, so, Mike Vick had some comments about one of his former coaches uh, this week. And he said that Andy Reid is un- inarguably the greatest coach ever. I want to hear Ever to what? To ever coach. What do you to ever, ever coach? Ever to eat cheeseburgers. The fuck I, I don't know. About Whatever he might have that title, too. Yeah, I know. Huh? Is he the greatest coach? No, because I think Belichick's better than he is. Okay. What? If you're going to make an argument for anybody, I guess it would uh, be. Belichick is the most winningest, That's obviously. Oh, you know what? Time. I am so fucking sick am, and am tired I wrong? of you yes. with your bullshit. Is he the most the winningest most coach? Winningest. Did he pass yes. Don Shula? Uh, it I wins? mean, I'm, I don't know I about, he did. I don't yes. know about in total wins, but regardless, he's got the six rings, right? Or five I mean, rings, whatever it is. That's what it is. And that's just, that's I, just as I a head coach. He's, the best coach. he's got coordinator rings too. Remember that he's got right. two, yeah. two coordinator uh, rings he's for the Giants. The, for the Giants one in the eighties. Yeah. Everybody forgets he was a linebacker coach for the New York Giants with Lawrence Taylor. And I hate to not take a side because you can argue this, you can argue this too, like a couple ways, but 
I personally take stock in what Andy Reid has done. And I know he didn't win in Philly, but he changed the culture in Philly, and he brought them to a Super Bowl only to lose to Belichick. But then he's gone on to beat Belichick a couple times in the AFC in Kansas City. Um, I take stock in coaches that can win in different places and in different right. levels. I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I think the Patriot system that has gone on elsewhere, you know, everyone's yeah. tried to recreate the Belichick coaching tree. His coaching tree is miserable. The executives that have come out of that organization have been miserable. The only good thing to leave and win is Tom Brady. Maybe that's because Belichick has been the key. Maybe he can go to another system or another city, implement a system and win, which I would love to see because he had a little success in Cleveland, um, but mainly as the Giants coordinator. He had a lot of success in Cleveland. Yeah. You know why? Because that team wound up winning the Super Bowl. So a couple of years later. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, Baltimore, come on. He's the talking Ravens, about the Baltimore Ravens. The 2000 right now, Ravens. Yeah. They were the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So I, I, I personally would say this. To me, as far as coaches go, I, I think if you revolutionize a game, guy like Bill Walsh, mm-hmm. to me, I always thought he was probably the best coach I ever seen. Fair. Really, there's guy. I mean, let's let's do let's do a top five or six right now because there's names. There's names that yeah. I can think of that should be in this conversation. Like I think Mike Shanahan should be in there, and and Mike well, Shanahan. The problem with Shanahan. Shanahan. I like him. He's won Super Bowls. I really liked what he was doing in Washington till he got ran out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I I like him. I always liked him. I thought Jimmy Johnson. Right. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson Jimmy, to me. Was, Jimmy Johnson won in college. Uh, in pros. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, he won national championship in college. He's won uh, three Super Bowls. What, about what the Jimmy fuck? Johnson? I'm sorry? What about Jimmy he Johnson? He just likes Jimmy Johnson. He likes saying Come anyway. on, dude. <laughs> right. I'm, still, I'm not being serious now. Okay, I get it. I get it. But Jimmy Johnson's not the greatest coach in NFL history. That's what well, we're talking Well, neither is Andy Reid. Okay. But, but why then? What do you mean, why? Why do you not think? I, I like Andy Reid. I think he's a really good coach. Are you like going to Belichick said. for the rings? That's, fa- that's no, fair. No, I'm, well, I'm not I saying wanna, that. Oh. I want to give you some other numbers outside of rings. All right. Okay? As far as win percentage of coaches with over 100 regular season wins, Belichick is fifth. Right. Behind John Madden. Okay. George Allen. Yep. George Hallis. Yep. Shula. Yep. And Dungy. Okay. Oh, Dungy's got to be in the conversation. Dungy, I agree. Dungy should get credit for that Tampa Super Bowl in 2002. Right. That's that's basically his Super Bowl. And then you can make the case he gets credit for the Colts going back to the Super Bowl in 12. So Correct. that's three right there. Correct. Um, I mean, we could take Him, the, could him take leaving Tampa. the Colts? Yeah. And that, that was I, – I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. I do. 100%. Uh, George Allen. Uh, George Allen, I mean, come on, dude. That was when football was. And George Hallis, too, where they're running George the ball. Hallis, every play. George, George Hallis, Allen. Most of his wins came I, with the fucking. Come on, dude. Yeah, in the 40s. What, and what 50s. did they say? Yeah, what did they I'm have? good, I'm good on that. 12 teams yeah. back then? I'm but, good on, come on that. So now. I, I, you said something important. I like to focus on the modern era. So mainly, mainly from the Super Bowl on, but really more importantly from the 80s on, like you said, when the game got revolutionized and guys Correct. that changed the game. Go ahead. Bring up. So if we go, mo- if we keep this to modern era, because Guy Chamberlain. Or I mean, uh, what the fuck is a guy? That was from the twenty. Okay, would you consider Madden the modern era? Yeah, Madden makes it because he won in the Super Bowl era. Okay, he had a seven point five or point seven five nine win percentage. 
That's extremely high. He's second of all time. And he yeah. won in two decades, if I'm correct. If I'm correct. correct. He so won go, Super Bowls in two different 69 decades. 69 to 78. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think that's important, too. Then, again, George Allen. Well, no, because Don Flores won the one in the set when they beat Philadelphia. George Allen, I feel like. Right. only won one. Realistically, we need to take him out of this conversation. Yeah, done. Don Shula, 0.677. And then Dungy, 0.668. And right underneath him is Bilicek, 0.662. Now we jump down two more spots, and there's Andy Reid. Okay. So. Who's in front of Andy Reid? Just curious. Uh, George Seifert. You know who George Seifert was? You know who George Seifert? He took over for Walsh when Walsh retired. Okay. So then if we go by career wins, obviously. And he, he had Jerry Rice and everybody else there. So I'm not even going to. Career wins, yeah. Shula is still at the top. He has 328. Right. Under him is Hallis with 318. Bilicek there with 298 wins. So, realistically, if Bilicek coached for three more years, he'll pass he'll Shula. He'll most likely pass Shula unless. Correct. Shit now, do I think Shula was the greatest coach to ever coach? No. Okay. He's the most winningest, but he's not the greatest to ever do. Tom Landry's up here. 250 wins. Yeah. Another Chuck, guy who coached for Chuck 30 Noel, years. I mean, list. come on. Chuck, Chuck Noel's Noel, got four Super He's Bowl. eighth at 193 wins. So, again, I, I'm just getting more modern, like just because I Correct. think of the game more modern. It's a different game now than it was, and I hate comparing in any sport, except for maybe baseball because that hasn't really evolved much. But in any sport, I hate comparing – Past guys. Oh, what the fuck? Sorry. Like the modern, the modern era is significantly more important, and and I, you're gonna hate this, Uncle Sam, but like I think of Pete Carroll, and I think of Jimmy Johnson, and yeah. I think of guys that have won everywhere they've been, and and Belichick has done that. So has Andy Reid. I think so is Mike Shanahan. I look at successful coaching trees that have come from that. Andy Reid's coaching tree is outstanding. People that have come from Andy Reid's system, they well, you tend know to where fare well. Andy Reid was coming from too, though, you know. Where was it? Where Baltimore? his system, where he evolved from. It wasn't Baltimore, was it? No, he, he evolved in the Bill Walsh. Yeah, the, the Bill Walsh. He was one of the protégés from that era. Which I take stock in that. And like Mike Holmgren. Mike know, Holmgren coached for. Took two teams, won one Super Walsh. Bowl, took another team to the Super Bowl. Uh, Dick yep. Vermeil won with the, if yep. I remember, one with the Rams, brought the Eagles to the Super Bowl in the 70s, right? Or was it the, regardless. All, all those other, these guys that you're mentioning right now. They were all coaches under the tuna. I think that I think that matters too. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Bill Parcells, mm -hmm. correct. Oh, who also? They we, were all coaches. We also under the, just didn't who talk also about won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about. Yeah, it. we missed Bill. Parcells. Yeah, and I I always thought he was a very good coach. Yeah, and and I, you know he just kind of. He had some health issues because he's a big dude. So jumping back to what you said about coaching trees. If you base this off of a coaching tree, uh, Andy Reid's coaching tree is. It's good. It's, it, it it's, succeeds. Oh, it's better, it's better, oh, than, it's better uh, than Belichick. Belichick. It is, I mean, Belichick's, yeah. let's start there. Bill O'Brien, Brian Flores, Saban. We can count it, yeah. Count it. I mean, it's you're going to count Saban? Well, yeah, college. he did it in college. I mean, in college. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, there's there's a theory, and if you ask both, there's a great documentary on Saban and Belichick. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw it. Yeah, I have seen it. If you ask Nick Saban, he, he'll he tell you, or anybody, anybody in the NFL, they say that if the Drew Brees deal from the Chargers to the Dolphins didn't get nixed, 
and Saban wasn't saddled with Dante Culpepper, that he would still be in the NFL today, and he would have just as many Super Bowls as Belichick. I, I don't believe That's that. A theory. He quit six games in. I, I, I didn't get fired. I, I he can't. got fired. He got he fired. fired. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he never had he he had teams that put it together, but they never put it all together. And one of the main components was quarterback, yeah. and he never had a quarterback. And Drew Brees that same offseason got traded to the Saints. We all know what the fuck happened after that. So he saw well, something I mean, in Drew Brees that no one he else went did. Went to the Saints, and Rivers went to wherever. Yeah, San Diego, and uh, um, Eli went to the to the Giants, and some other notable Billichek coaching tree guys. Uh, Al Groh. no. Okay. Eric Mangini. The Manginius. Now, Mangini was underneath uh, uh, Parcells. Josh McDaniels, who I know everybody here is a huge no. fan of. Romeo Cornell. No. Uh, he's he's, hey, he's on Cornell par. Cornell was not a bad coach. He's on par. And Andy Reid took over for Romeo Cornell in, Can- right. in Kansas City. Joe Judge. No. Okay. And Matt Patricia. What about, uh, no. what's his name? Who's the old dude uh, who's coaching Notre Dame there for a while? Charlie Weiss. Charlie oh yeah, Weiss Charlie Weiss with coach. the Patriots, wasn't he? Very good coach. Charlie Weiss yeah. with the Patriots. Yeah, but he wasn't a head coach. He, he put together yeah, he a year. To, he was at Notre Dame. Weiss was he was a head coach. Notre Dame yeah, and then NFL Kansas. Head coach. And then he went. He went to Kansas. NFL too. head coach. Yeah. yeah and, and can you do Andy Reid's real yes, quick we'll before we move Andy on? Reed's. Um, Ray Rhodes. Sean McDermott. Ray Rhodes. Yeah, excellent. John Harbaugh. Excellent. Matt Nagy. Eh, missed on that one. Doug Peterson. Excellent. Ron Rivera. Excellent, in my opinion. Todd Bowles. Bad. There you go. Pat but, Shermer. Bad. Yeah. Leslie Frazier. <laughs> players like him, but I mean, I don't yeah, think he's won players much. Like him. Steve Spagnolo. Garbage. No. Good coordinators. One is a coordinator. Brad Childress. No. But but there's there's three of the of, of the early Andy Reid guys that you named went to Super Bowls as head Correct. coaches, and two of them won, I think. Yeah. Ray Rhodes should have been in that talk too, though. He's not on this list. He's not on there? Mm-hmm. Ray Rose was a head coach for Phil. Whereas none of the – you know who was missing from Belichick was um, Vrabel, who I think is actually yeah. the best oh, coach. Vrabel. He's the best coach to ever come out of the Belichick system. And, of course, a lot of I what – I say that, too. A lot of what Brave, Vrabel did well, came Vrabel from Ohio State. Well, was more of a player for him, he's not a, really a He was coach. more of a player. He was on the Patriots yeah. staff. And more of his – you can make this, the case that he's more of the Urban Meyer coaching tree. Yeah. Um, but Vrabel – you got to cut, and and I think Brian Flores was great. Like he kind of got the Brian the Flores. He got, got he got he got a raw he got, deal there. He got so. holes from Belichick. So the former players, if we're going by Vrabel and Flores, those guys, but no one else on Belichick. Agreed. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I'm not going to enter that debate. I could. You can go either way, in my opinion. I'm I, obviously going to give give it to Belichick. If still. if Andy Reid wins one more, um. Then we have to start talking. Yeah, you got you got to. Then we have you to start got to. Because two different teams that that yeah, matters. Correct. That matters. I agree. I I think that guys when they come in come into the league and they take over a team that's a total fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are too young to remember this, but the 49ers in the late seventies were fucking absolute trash. They they were tied when for Bill most Walsh Super Bowls. Came there. And Bill Walsh won he all of the, uh, not all of them, but he won most of them. And most of their damage came from the late 80s. Their first Super Bowl was the one that was here, right? Correct. Was That's that 80, 82? 82. 82. So yep. that franchise, one of the most storied franchises, all of their damage came between 1982 and 1995. Correct. You know, that's well, five Super Bowls I, I right mean, there. They've had, gone to two since. but Basically, Walsh was retiring. Mm-hmm. He was old. He had some issues. He wanted to retire. They wanted to move away from Montana, and they did. Montana lost his job to injury. 
because he was hurt. Whatever. Um, that's when the no, because that's when the Giants won the Super Bowl. They ran Bowl. him out of town. They knocked him. They knocked they Montana out, and they won that Super Bowl in '85. They ran mm-hmm. him out of town. Whatever. Steve Young's Super Bowl was Joe Montana's. No, it wasn't. Joe that's Montana didn't say. play in it. It was Joe Montana. Joe Montana didn't play in it. And he made it to uh, two AFC Championship games as a fucking player in Kansas City. There you go. No Playing ranking. for Lamar Hunt. We're, we're here to talk about rings. We're not here to talk about AFC championships. Great um, quarterback ever played a game, Joe Montana. Uh, speaking of conference championships, we're going to talk about a team that and a man who hasn't won one in a long time, and that's Jerry Jones. Um, so Netflix actually has reached out to him and wants to make a docu-series about Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones. Ten parts. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a ten- Episode what series. The fuck? Ten series of Jerry <clears throat> Jones? I don't know if I could sit through that. Ten, ten, ten episodes. episodes. Ten oh. episodes. <laughs> For $50 million. Oh, wow. And? <laughs> is he doing I'm it? I'm having a hard time with it. Is that. he doing it? Yes, he's doing it. Does he really need $50 million? They outbid Amazon and million. they outbid Amazon and ESPN to do the show. Uh, it will focus on the Cowboys teams from the 90s when they won Super Bowls. Uh, and oh, how that's, Jerry that's Jones, some stuff to watch there. How Jerry Jones turned them into America's team. I, I'm into whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. They were, they were anointed America's, America's team before Jerry Jones owned that team. Goes back. Goes back to Roger that, Staubach. That's kind of bullshit right the, there. Quote, unquote, I call bullshit. Quote, unquote, the docuseries will focus on Jones's Cowboy teams and the Cowboys coming into the true form of America's team. Listen, there's. I think there's a lot to like about it. If is if it's more about Jerry Jones's life, it's really intriguing, because he played college football at Arkansas. Where is my? Did his money come from oil? Is that where there? Is that where? He, yeah. So I would like to see that side of it and the buying of the Cowboys. And I'm fairly certain the Cowboys, if they're and not the, number the running one, running Tom Landry out of town, running Tom like Landry out of town. He ran Jimmy Johnson out of town too, didn't he? Oh yeah. He but, ran everybody out of town. Listen, and now he doesn't run anyone out of town, and that's the reason the that's franchise the is atrocious. Why he's at where he's at today. Because he kept Jason Garrett yeah. for fucking 12 years. Kept Bill Parcells and now too long. He's had, kept he's, Jason Garrett too long. He could have had yeah. Sean Payton. Sean Payton was on that, uh, who that was Bill Parcells staff. Who was the one that took over after Jimmy Johnson? Barry, Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer, yeah. <laughs> Barry Switzer. Uh, yeah. Dave Campo, is he a head coach there? Uh, I think he was there for like a year. So... I, I think there's a lot to like about the 90s onward. Well, they just had, haven't uh, done shit since then. He, he had uh, fucking the tuna. He had the tuna for Yeah, the tuna. Years. There's 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 things to like. And there's intrigue because he, no matter what, regardless, Forbes has valued that franchise at whatever, seven, eight billion. They're one of the most lucrative franchises in all of sports. That's relevant. That it's matters. What, they're going to follow him around with a little camera. You're going to love that shit. Well, there's Make more 50 about million the past. And follow you around with it's the more camera. It's more about the go past. Ahead. Correct. Uh, he, the show will go beyond the football accolades uh, and showing how Jones became an icon, not only in oil, but in and outside the NFL and helped shape the league's present day culture. He's got more influence than any other team in the league. And do you guys know anything about the, the NFL's revenue sharing by any chance? Dallas somehow gets more. Yes. The Dallas Cowboys are the only team. Well, I don't know if they're the only team anymore, but at the time, and this is still the case, they are the only team in the league that gets 100% of their revenue from TV. So anything that they generate when they're on TV, I'm fairly certain, goes into their pocket. And then merchandise. 
all of the Dallas Correct. Cowboys merchandise goes into their pocket. It's not shared with the other 31 teams. They get to pocket it. So um, the Cowboys, according to Forbes, uh, and this list is from uh, December of 2022, out of all professional sports teams worldwide, the Cowboys are number one with an $8.9 billion valuation. And it's been like that for for over a decade yeah. more and on top Probably of that more. it's doubled over the last decade because of whatever like whatever we want to say about Roger Goodell he's a cunt that's what I'm going to say about him but um whatever we want to say about Roger Goodell the revenue in the NFL has cr- increased exponentially which is why he's going to keep his job but Jerry Jones is one of the main reasons for that he's on the competition committee he's on the the senior executive committee he's like one of eight guys so the influence I, I would he say has, if there's any guy that that Roger Goodell hates it's Jerry Jones well because Jerry Jones always calls him out because he could rival him for certain things like like robert Kraft couldn't take down the nfl machine during deflate gate and during all the issues that they spy gate whatever if jerry jones wanted to turn the influence on goodell he could do that that's the influence that he's had and that he has in the nfl he has more influence over all of the owners than any other owner it's him, Clark Hunt's up there. Like, the guys with the storied franchises, of course. Well, see, the um, old regime, outside him and and Kraft, there's only a handful of those guys left. The rest of them are all, the kids are The old there. guard. The Yorks are running San Francisco. Mm-hmm. All them other guys are gone. Mm-hmm. All these other owners are gone. They're dying well, it's off. him and Kraft. When you think about the really Kraft old are the only guys. Him, old him Kraft, Mara, Mara, Mara with yeah, the Giants, yeah. John Mara's still there. Um, the yeah, Rooney's had the influence. Running it anymore. That's the difference. Well, Steve Tisch, the part, the co-owner of Correct. the team, also does a lot of damage for the Giants. Um, there's some. There's still some long tenured owners. I mean, when They're Al Davis die. died, yeah, when Al Davis died. You don't hear from he Mark was a Davis ever. Icon. You don't hear from Mark Davis ever, other than when he's putting his ugly mug on the TV. No, but Al Davis was an icon. Everybody in the fucking league listened to him. Yeah. He was an icon. There's there's few owners. I mean, there used to be more, but there's few owners with the influence that Jerry Jones has. Lamar Hunt. And he could Lamar turn. Yeah, Mar, Lamar Hunt. Pole. George Hallis when he was alive. Like, those, yeah. those guys, they have trophies named after them. Um, that being said, there's no one presently that has the influence that Jerry Jones has. And when you speak of owners in sports, like when we're talking all of United States professional sports, I think of Jerry Jones. I think of George Steinbrenner. Um, I think of Mark Cuban. Like, there's a there's a handful. There's five guys that you could think of. Like, I know who that owner is. I I Correct. know Correct. they're out there. Um, Jerry Buss with the oh. lake. Like, it's there's not yeah. many people that you think of. And I mean, Jerry Jones is at the top. Like you said, if we use just the Forbes list for these uh, owners, Jerry Jones has the number one team. Robert Kraft has the number two team. Kroenke <laughs> has the number three team. Steinbrenners are at four, and John Mayer and Steve Tisch are at five. All names that we said. Correct. Those are the most. Those are the most <laughs> important and most valuable teams and owners hand in hand. I mean, I agree. Um, the Bears surprisingly are the sixth most valuable franchise in all of sports. You know why? They're the oldest. Them and the Packers are the oldest. Yeah, they so. got to privately or they got to publicly finance a stadium to stay in Chicago, which yeah. is which is a joke. It is. That it is one really she surprised. she fired her son. That's what they did here. She fired her uh what's his name? What's what's um um first things first, what's her name? I can't remember Virginia right now. McCaskey. Okay, yeah. so Ed McCaskey, her son, she had to like fire him a couple years ago and, and pass it along to one of her other sons, if I remember correctly. Because she didn't like I mean, I think he I think Ed McCaskey was on the t- on the the 
he was in control of the team that went to the Super Bowl in 2006, if I remember correctly, or 2007, whenever that was. But um, that, I mean, that's a dumb. It's a. It's, they got it reminds, embarrassed by the Colts. It reminds me of here. You know, you just yeah. don't when you do, even if you're long tenured and good ownership. Um, if you're not hands-on in this day and age, and you got to find that balance of perfectly hands-on and and also, like, you need to let the people that run the team run the team. If you don't find that balance, you're not going to win today. Like, there's very few influences in sport. Like, Jerry Jones hasn't won in 20-plus years. 1996 was a long time ago. We're talking oh, about yeah. almost 30 years ago, and that's the last time he won anything meaningful, let alone they got their first playoff win in X amount of years this year. He couldn't keep his ego out of it. Couldn't keep the his people ego out that of it. were he running the, the team, team were he's, doing well. He's the general manager of the team, yeah. and I think there's a direct correlation with wrong hires and keeping people too long yeah. and personnel decisions that's, that goes back to him. And that's He's the reason they haven't won recently, whereas he was probably the reason they did all the winning in the 90s, you know? Well, they did all the winning in the nineties because because Ed Aikman Smith, he had and he had the man there, he had the man putting that together. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. All right. So, do we like the idea of the Netflix docu series about? Yeah, I, I want to check it. I want to. I'm curious. I would check it out. I'm 100 percent watching. It. I would watch. That's it like that's Absolutely. Last Dance quality. Yes, actually, that's what they compared it to. Done. Listen to me. I'm nothing, in. nothing is going to be better than watching Jimmy say, "How about them Cowboys?" That's it. That was Jimmy. Uh, staying in the television world or media world a little bit. JJ Watts joining CBS Sports for next season. Uh, I think he's was he he's going to be in the booth color commentary situation. Yeah, that to me is interesting because I've always liked him. I like hearing him talk. Uh, he reminds me of who's the tight end from the Panthers? Greg Olson. Really good. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Greg Olson's really Love good. Love Greg Olson. Um, I think JJ Watt will be as good as he is easily. I'm sorry, he's going to be a studio analyst. Oh, he he's is going to be a studio. Which I they would have a rather good panel. see him doing the game. They have a good panel. I would rather see him do the games too. Yeah. And this is on this similar play. Like this is where I got injured in 2014. Right. Oh, that play right there. I got injured on that play in 2018. <laughs> That's yeah. the exact play I tore yeah. my ACL. I blew on. my back out the same way. Yeah. yeah, five times. Yeah, five times. Um, I had fucking eight knee surgeries, five on one, four on three on the other. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, as many guys that they could take out of the game and put in there and start to eliminate some of, like, Tony Romo. I, I eliminate the fucking trash they got I in there right now. Mind. Fuck I don't Tony Romo. Tony, Tony Romo's Would awful. you take Tony Romo or Joe Buck? I hate Joe Buck. Don't Who ever say Joe Joe Buck needs take? to go back to baseball Who and fucking stay there. Who would you take? I would take Romo over Joe Thank Buck. you. Let's That's go. the kind of guys they need to start to weed out. Watt, the guy that, did you? Did someone mention that? He died and then they brought him back to life for some shit. What? He like, they said he died for like 30 seconds or something and they shocked him back. He had a heart he, murmur. He didn't he die. Murmur? Oh. Jesus. The CBS crew is is it's decent too. I mean Nate Burleson's on there who we love. I don't mind him. I I've always loved his his rants that he would go on before Lions games. I, I in like the Nate Burleson for you know what? He keeps it real and I like that. I like that he does that. Bill Cowers on there. He his takes are a little too conservative to me. When he's when he's giving t like football takes, like he's the type that says Matthew Stafford's not a winner because he wears his hat backwards. Do you believe in that narrative? You think Stafford was bad because he wears his hat backwards or Listen, because he was stupid? I, I think that's an absolute stupid comment. Yeah, that's my opinion. I, I don't. Listen, Bill Cowher was a pretty decent coach, and guys listened to him. Some did. 
But, you know, I think Tomlinson is every bit of a good, better coach than he Mike is. Mike Tomlin's, in my opinion, like the top one or two, maybe three yeah. coaches. Then. I we, we had this conversation. I would say he's as good as Cowher, yeah. if not better. He's Cowher, but the players like him. Correct. Um, I I don't know if this sets CBS over. It's intriguing. We don't get a lot of CBS. I mean, of course, we get CBS, NFL, Sunday, but the Lions typically aren't on CBS, so right. I'm not watching a lot of CBS. I still think the Fox guys are the best. I think Fox has the best panel. I think it's the the best done from Menifee to Michael Strahan's been so good for years. And sometimes Terry Bradshaw could be a little taky and annoying and remind he's me of Lee, Cur- Lee Corso. He but needs to go away. He's, he's good, The though. only reason why he's on there because he won four Super Bowls. They can't do anything else with him. He's a fucking idiot. And it'll be interesting. Howie Long. I love Howie Long. Howie Always liked Howie great. Long. Says it how it is. He, he More guys need to emulate him. He doesn't have bad takes, Howie Long. No. It'll be interesting to see if they still end up rolling Brady into that somehow. Who's Brady's deal with? It was hey, Fox. It was yeah. Fox. Would have been outstanding. Yeah, what the fuck? He turned all that money down? Yeah. And he's doing nothing? I don't buy that shit. Well, he was at Michael Rubin's white party over the weekend. His what? He was at a, the Michael Rubin's Shout white Devin party. Shout out to Devin Booker. Who's Michael Devin, We know you want to come home, Devin Booker. We'll get you eventually. Michael Rubin is the one who owns the 76ers, and he was the founder of Fanatics and has more money than God. He has a party in the Hamptons every year, a white party, and he invites okay. just every celebrity athlete. Odell was there. Of. So it uh, wasn't Michael an all-white party was then. There. What's up? Oh, wow. Kim Kardashian was there. Certainly. Like I said, it wasn't a white party. Okay, I get it. Uh, moving on. ESPN fired, like, everybody over the weekend. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I seen the list yeah. of guys that got the X. I was kind of surprised on that. Because a couple of them have been around a long time. Todd boy, McShay. Todd McShay. You love Todd McShay. Todd been around a long time. That was a weird one because they. Because he's a real gotta be sports writer. I don't get that. They they just they just utilized Todd McShay a month and a half ago for the, for draft. the draft. They've been doing it for years. And this isn't an ESPN problem. It's a Disney problem. Disney's cutting like a third of their workforce and cutting back. But th- there's guys I'm surprised. Like. I'm one of the biggest Michigan fans you know. I think Desmond Howard is atrocious on college game, college game day. And they cut David Pollock in favor Listen to me, of Nobody was all worse than Lee Corso. Man. Oh, Corso's Come bad. On. Corso's My bad. My God, he was, he was such a knucklehead. The gist is enough people were fired. I love Kirk Herbstreet. I Kirk, will say he's, that. He's I, one of the best people at ESPN. And by far their best college analysts. And he's great on games, too. Herbstreet's Steve outstanding Young, on games. Not a fan of his. I, I don't think he really brings anything to it. The gist is enough people were fired over the last couple years, but let alone this past week, enough people were fired that they could form their own network. They can go do yeah. their own thing. Yeah, they could. Because enough people were let Lucy go. Culver surprised me. She was she there for a long time. Forever. She was on every Monday Night Football team, yeah. I guess. There was one person who got fired from ESPN this week who I was very happy to see. Who's that? Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman, you're Max not. Max Kellerman was the I, biggest fucking disgrace of 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 Max Kellerman television. I, I will say this: Max Kellerman needs to stick to boxing and stay there, and don't ever get out of your fucking realm again. The best is that as soon as he got fired, that video from 2015 when he said that Tom Brady needed to retire because he was done. Started to research. Well, I thought he was right anyway, but I, I just Those think shows he should stick takes. to boxing and stay there. Those shows are all takes. Anything Max Kellerman did. I mean, Stephen A is the exception of the rule just because I like Stephen A. Animated. Smith. 
I just like how animated he gets. He is a fucking idiot. I can't stand him. Listen, he I'm always not, all those guys are. They're he's all the idiots. Joe Biden of they're fucking basketball. Sk- uh, Skip Bayless. They're all, they're he's all another idiots. One. Bayless, he's though. another those, one that needs to go the fuck away. They're just clickbait. They're just shock value talk. Like they don't really bring a lot to the table. They just it's just all takes. They're no, just giving you takes. Bullshit. And they're gonna be hot takes ninety five percent of the time. All they and, say is shit to be controversial, so somebody will argue with them. They're That's fucking idiots. I, I can't stand Stephen A. Smith, and I can't stand that motherfucker. I don't like either one of them. I can't stand them. I was surprised to see Hasselbeck get let go because I actually Not really, because he's got no personality. I'll be honest. Nobody wants I, to like, I didn't know he was still there. Nobody wants to see him. I didn't know he was Keyshawn still on ESPN. better than he Didn't Keyshawn know Keyshawn Johnson, Johnson, Johnson was still on ESPN. I don't yeah. watch ESPN enough to I don't watch ESPN yeah. either, yeah. and that's probably why, is because they got a bunch of dumbasses on there. Okay. No? Well, you're not wrong. I, I you're mean, not wrong. I don't, I don't want to see any of them people on there. The whole it's thing just, is, you know what? Stay hey, in your fucking lane. This is if all, you're, listen, they they pay, you know, Pat McAfee is going to ESPN. He's I did not know that. show and going there. They paid him. His show is more popular than ESPN. Why well, would he do the that? That's the thing. They, because they're going to pay him eight figures. Okay. So he it. went there. And maybe I feel should, like ESPN, maybe we should go to ESPN. ESPN starting to get ahead of the trend of nobody actually watches TV anymore. So just Correct. buy up whoever you can that people actually still watch. Because realistically, what are you more likely to tune into? The Pat McAfee show or whatever the morning show is at ESPN? Yeah, nobody wants to see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if they don't take... I'm sorry, excuse me. If they put training wheels on Pat McAfee and they don't let it continue Correct. how it currently goes, it will which, which supposedly, supposedly they're going to let him go off. They're going to let him pop off. Um, if they it's let cable. that show go how it, how it does, yeah. Yeah, you could just bleep it. You could still bleep yeah, stuff. Yeah, bleep it out. What the fuck? You're forgetting that. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, whatever, uh, dude. you know, very... So what? Disney. He's going to come on there with A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk going to smoke a couple joints, come on there and say, like an idiot. McAfee's, I mean, it is what it is. McAfee's, he's Bruce with long hair. He, I, I think he's he's unstoppable. I think he's Midas. Um, everything he's done, he's excelled at. He's wrestled for WWE as well as done commentary for WWE. I, I, remember, him, I remember him doing some of the shows in the mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. He used to be on the NFL show. He used to come on the NFL Years shows. Ago. He's 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 excellent. Um, yeah. Everywhere he goes, his his current show is excellent. When he was at Barstool, his he's podcast right. at Barstool Barstool was really good. He's excellent on College Game Day. He's he's yeah. incentivized me to start watching College Game Day again because that got really heavy and Southern takey. And I I'm excited I, to I watch. I love watching College Game Day. I I like I said, Lee Corso was a knucklehead. You know what I'm saying. But he brought a little fun with it, and Herb Street would always pull him in, reel him in, and keep him under control. So if he, if you don't have that, listen, they need to stop. When you know college football, then and you played college football, and and people know who you are, that's good. I don't want to see Max Kellerman talk about basketball. Mm-mm. I don't want to see Max Kellerman talk about football or anything else. The only thing he's ever done is he knows boxing. And and I will say this because he's been, he's been around boxing for quite a long time. I remember when he came into the scene. He should stay there and stay there. Joe Buck needs to go back to fucking baseball. Stay in fucking baseball. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants to hear you fucking talk. 
Nobody. You're fucking awful. It, it took me a long time on Joe Buck, but I've warmed up to him a lot. I, I just can't. I, I can't do it with him. To me, watching him is like rubbing your nails across the fucking chalkboard. I can't stand say it. Say what you really wanted to say. No, the same thing with Tony Romo. Every oh, time he okay. talks, I want to punch myself it's in the face. cowboy bias. Anyways, Romo would have played for a different organization. Listen to me. Pat Summerall, RIP. One of the greatest announcers of all time. Keith Jackson. John Madden. Keith Jackson. Is, is, is fucked up as he was with the boom, bam, and everything else. <laughs> Entertaining to watch. The Never had a football. problem with it. Keith Jackson doing college football. There was nobody better than Keith Jackson at college football. Nobody. Nobody Every better. Every big game. He was the voice of the big games. Every big game he was there. You didn't have to Every guess. Every big game he was the voice. Where, what, real quick. I know we have to move on because we're... we're crazy on time but what do we think of gus johnson uh, okay hot take i don't mind gus johnson whatsoever i like I gus actually johnson. really i enjoy like him. he's also a very recently acquired taste but yes i, I fucking love I mainly love because my team like when michigan's on they tend to win now yes. when he plays i would love and he does some pro games gus, gus johnson right. gets I some like pro games him too. when he does pro games i i love gus johnson i think he's good like i'd look forward to it he's from here and he's from southfield yep. i look yeah. forward to hearing him agree you know what else i like is my sound kind of dan miller I like great. Dan Miller when he calls Lions game. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Dan Miller's great. Fucking man. All right, I like him. Man. We're gonna now, move on. The, the greatest okay. of all time, the greatest commentary guy Max of Kellerman. all time, Jim Lampley. Jim Lampley, who's done boxing and the Olympics and everything else. There was nobody with a repertoire of the encyclopedia like him. Nobody besides you. Cross nobody. repertoire if you tip balls. Nobody. Bingo. Yeah, never thought we'd get that in there. Why? Right, we're moving on. Okay. ESPN, shockingly enough, we're going to stay on the ESPN topic. They came out with a list uh, end of last week ranking all 32 NFL rosters from worst to first. Okay. couple of questions before <clears throat> we get into this. One, who do you both think came? Well, you already saw the list. I'll give you who I would have guessed. I'll give you who I would have guessed. Who would you have guessed was going to be number one before you saw the list? The team that was. Oh, number one or the number one? Number one, I'd have guessed to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Who would you guess would be Eagles? Okay. Who would you guess was going to be number thirty-two? Now, see this one's this one's kind of hard. I would have to say Tampa. Who would you have guessed was going to be number 32? The Texans. Okay. I, would, I don't think so. <laughs> Not after well, the we're draft. We're just guessing. We're just making yeah. guesses. Okay. Where would you say the Detroit <clears throat> Lions would have came in? Uh, probably 20. I'd probably put them in the top 12. Okay. Where should we start? I feel like we should start, start at the bottom. All right, start at and the bottom. We'll start at the bottom. Yeah, we always start at the bottom. And we're not going to go through. I don't want to break down everything here, but just a quick agree or disagree, and we're going to move on. And, and we'll focus on some of the more important ones. Number 32, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, I, they're in the argument. I, I think it's between pick. them and Tampa. Well, I, okay. I mean, real. And. and if they move on from Buda Baker, Buda Baker somehow moves. I mean, realistically, is there anybody worth any value left on that team besides him? 
I mean, I'll listen to arguments on Kyler Murray, but right now, no. Yeah. There's nothing okay. redeeming. I can't disagree with you there. 31. Tampa. The Los Angeles Rams. Wow. I'm pretty low on the Rams. You guys know that. I am too. I, I am this, too. This I, I mean, I've seen their... This is low. You still have Stafford. You still have Cup. There's still some Donald. things. There's still some. Aaron Donald, arguably the best defensive player in the league. There's still some things to like about this team. And I mean, Cam Akers came into his own at the end of the year last year. If I think about this, this is the only reason I can rationalize okay. this. Outside, outside, they lost too much. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matt Stafford. Yeah, they lost. There's a lot. not really much else there, and the Rams' depth issues came. It will be big time this year. You're going to see a lot of new faces on that team this year. So I guess I kind of, I mean, notables on here are Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. And neither one of them are worth the fuck. What's Tutu Atwell? There are three at best. I mean, there's really not much there outside of those three guys. But. They lost their whole defense. When you. So I can't really argue this, but. I don't think their record will yeah. be bottom two. No, I don't. Let's just say no, because Stafford will gut out a few wins there. He's they're not. Listen, they're going to be in contention for that division. I wouldn't You're count Andre. them out. Huh? Thirty. Thirty. The Indianapolis Colts. I'm glancing up at the list, and there's rosters that I like way less than the Colts. So I kind of disagree with this one. I do too. I don't think that they're thirty. I think Tampa would be down there before they would be. Well, and I get it. Tampa's missing a quarterback. I, I They don't have a running back. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, they got two aging receivers. Their offensive line is fucking putrid. Okay, we're not talking about Tampa. I, right I'm just now. saying. We're talking I, about I, Indianapolis. I think Tampa's worse than Indy. No, okay. The, give why. The, Col- the why? Colts offense, why. The Colts yes, offense looks very serviceable. I agree opinion. with their offense looks very serviceable. And even their defense, like, not as serviceable. They have some pieces. They have pieces they could work, work with. DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pie, who hasn't really played a full season yet. Tyquan Lewis is really good off the edge. Shaq, Shaq Leonard. Still there, yeah. Shaq Leonard. There's, whoever, there's things yeah, like if he, if he doesn't have another fucking concussion. Well, whoever filled in for him when he was hurt last year yeah, did just as good of a job. I, his name's escaping me at the moment. But he was a monster, too. I think this is low for Indianapolis. I do. Um, I, I do, too. I do. Again. At this point, I don't <clears throat> like. Here we go. Twenty nine is Houston. Realistically, I think Indianapolis's roster is set up a little bit better than Houston's. I agree. This is coming along, but, but Houston's I agree. Houston's draft. I think they're going by what Houston's draft was, and I think because of they got two top tier players, that they're saying that they're better off than than the Colts are. We'll, obviously, we'll file the Colts and Texans under very good pieces to work with. Not enough to compete yet. Yeah, right. not enough ass. Correct. Twenty eight. This one shocked me because if I had to guess who was going to be thirty two to start off, I should have said who mine were. I thought this team would be thirty two. That's the Tennessee Titans. I I agree with you. This is a bottom three team. This is the, I agree I don't with think that. There's anybody worse than this? Um, the the pieces that they have that are good are aging. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. my God, it's real. I mean, can you tell me who plays for them? There's not, I mean, here we go. Amani hookers. They're big. They're in Kevin Byard. Well, Byard's been dominant for the past five they years. They don't have there. a, they don't have a quarterback. 
Derrick Henry yeah. is great. You have nobody at wide receiver outside, outside of Beard and uh, Byard and, and Henry. It's hard to say who's even. Jeffrey Simmons still I there. mean, Harold Landry. Again, Simmons is good. Old. Everybody who was good on that team is aging, aging quickly. Yes. You've got a couple young guys in your secondary who work. You don't have a receiver. You don't have the quarterback situation figured out. Their offensive line was part of the reasons why Derrick Henry got hurt last year. Oh, by the way, their their backup running back is facing assault charges for strangling his girlfriend, oh, yeah, Hassan Haskins. There we go. Yeah. All right, now you can go on your rant at 27 is Tampa Bay. I think that's high for them. I really do. Outs- outside of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you tell me what's good on that team. Um, outside those I, two players I actually, I and maybe a handful I, of gonna, defensive guys. I'm going to take the bait here. I disagree, too. Shaq Barrett. I there's, think this is low. There's good young pieces on this there's team. There's a lot of good. On their Tampa? offense is kind of aging, but even still, they're a quarterback away from that division so shitty, and they're right. a year, two years removed from a, from a Super Bowl and one year removed from the playoffs. If they had a better quarterback, this team competes in that division. But on defense, they have a lot of young pieces that I love. Jesus. Antoine Winfield, uh, Vita V. Uh, Kalisha Cansey coming in, Shaq Barrett. Obviously, Levante David's old, but Devin he's White. still serviceable. Devin White's young and good. Um, their Davis offense is aging. They all wanted out. They Davis, all wanted to bail. A lot of the, you know what? A lot of those guys asked to get yeah. out. They did. Yeah. I'll give that to you. I think there's teams that are in front of the Bucks that are that they're better than them. Still, still bottom third. Listen, when Todd Bowles is your coach, you might as well put a fucking pistol well, in your mouth. Might be okay. the case. Their offensive line is still is still, in my opinion. They're top, so bad. Top no, everybody was hurt last year. You're forgetting. Say, they're they're hurt. bad. Worfs was hurt. They were all fucking hurt. Let's see if they come back. They were all hurt. I don't mind. They, I think receiving core. They have wise, no depth. They have no depth at offensive line. That's why they got ass pummeled last year. They drafted offensive line. Okay. So hopefully it's there. But they got Cansey. He should be the big disruptor their, they need. Their defense, in my opinion, realistically, if everybody stays hurt, they could have a top ten defense. And it could be good for a couple of years, too. And it, Yes, and it could be good for years okay. to come. That's why they won the Super Bowl. Anyways, 26 is Atlanta. See, in my opinion... The Bucks are better than Atlanta? On paper, yeah. I don't think the record will reflect it. I agree. The roster paper, is better than Atlanta. I think Tampa's Absolutely. roster is better. Because um, there's not all that much here. They did sign Heineke. So if Ritter poops his pants, they can toss Heineke out there. I, I will say that when did they sign Heineke? Just now? I'm not sure. Just recently? He's there. He's there. I will say this. If it's between him and Ritter, I bet you Heineke's starting at the beginning of the year. We're, we're all in agreement that if Ritter shows up this year, that, that this team has a chance to win that division. thousand percent. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I like thousand, Heineke. And I think their defense is serviceable but weak. But there's pieces on, there's pieces all over the offense that are that are outstanding. And from the offensive line to the running backs to the wide receivers, I think there's a lot to like. I'm going to put this in that Texans class and in that class with yeah. the uh, – who else is in that class? The, the, the serviceable but not ready to compete yet. Could be. Texans and Colts. Texans and Colts. Yep. One step above them, Carolina at 25. Yeah, I could see that. I I feel like these two teams are right are right next to each other. But honestly, if I look at it and you look at Atlanta's 
pieces. Atlanta has better pieces, in my opinion, than Carolina. I mean, wide receiver. I kind of got to... I mean, they have Blake I'm, London, Mac Collins. I'm going wide receiver. I'm going with the Panthers. I like I Chark. Too. I like Chark and Thielen. Obviously, quarterback. I'm going I, Bryce Young. I think yeah. offensive line. I'm probably giving the edge to the Falcons. Uh, obviously, running back. So you're split there. It's split both ways. These teams, same drill. I, I actually think Carolina's think defense is better than Atlanta. Because the edge, the edge for me goes to Bryce Young. Bryce Young is the X factor, and all this. That's the reason I give the edge to the Panthers because they have a quarterback. I like you know what, all year last year I bitched about you with Carolina's defense because you were so high on them, but realistically I think Carolina's defense could be. I, I know I've been really big on the Saints. Yeah. Carolina's defense could be the reason just why they win the division. Um, moving on to twenty four, this one was really surprising to me. It's the Commanders. Yeah, so this one's down a little more down I there for think me. This has got to be. Push and bottom. This is in that that not ready to compete yet, but also like they're not trending in the right direction and they're not ready no. to compete yet. But I love their running backs, love their receivers. I love what they're trying to do. Yeah, I don't mind what Rivera's trying to do there. I get it, but I I just don't think uh, they. I love the running back situation. The receiver situation is very good. They have spots that are really good and spots that are really bad. Sam yeah. Howell ain't it. Their secondaries do do, in my opinion. Yeah. Secondaries yeah. are pretty awful. You know, but then they might make up for it in the front seven. Yeah, their front ma- seven mainly is their, one their, of the better fronts in football. In the trenches, they're good. Um, 23 is Green Bay. So how do, some of these teams that are down here are also te- like the Rams, for example. Like people have the Rams in the playoffs and the Packers yeah. potentially in the playoffs. Correct. So how could you put them at 23 and then have them missing the playoffs? I don't know. That's weird. I guess it- – you, I, the way you've got to look at this, I guess, is if Stanford as a comes, unit, Stanford comes back and is in in shape. They're a playoff. I team. don't want to hear that. They're a playoff that team. Load of shit. I've I think heard. they're a playoff. So, you, hey, you need to clip this because at the end of the year, when the Rams if win, Stanford five games, is healthy. We'll revisit. If Stanford this. is healthy, they're a playoff team. They could be. It's I don't. A tough they division. Could. It's a tough division. They play in a very tough division. Seattle's better than them, and San Francisco is a lot better than them. Am I wrong? On the Packers, though, real quick, there's same drill. X factors the quarterback. I'm I'm on the side of erring to believe that Jordan. Do you you think the Packers have a better team than than uh, the Seahawks or the Rams? I I do all top to bottom because this then the Seahawks this roster minus Aaron Rodgers won nine games last year. And on top of that, two years ago went to the playoffs. I think he might have even went to the championship game two years ago, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's done like this is, it's seen some stuff like they, there's, there's, they have a, they're going to have a top 10 or 12 defense and they have more pieces on offense. Mine, less Aaron Rodgers. They're rebuilding Rogers. their offensive line who was really aging bad. Can they I, are. can I be honest? I don't I, hate the Packers. If I look at their defense from top to bottom, they're this nice. team has a top five defense potential. They could. Yeah. yeah. They have someone at every position that's yes. going to do damage. They have a playmaker at every position on defense. They really do. And, and if Jordan Love can can, I don't know how much I believe in Jordan Love's ability, and I don't think he's no. going to take the world by storm. But he I'm starting to see the light when you add that receiving core in with Jordan Love. Even if Jordan Love isn't otherworldly fantastic, if those guys can all be on the field together and click and understand their roles. 
you could have something here. Well, I think if they don't, uh, you'll see uh, Matt LaFleur take a bow and he'll be this gone. Is where, this is where, for me, this all starts to go south. Yeah. At 22, one spot above the Packers is the Bears. Yeah, instantly the, the Bears are not better. How the Bears, are they better than... I, I'm looking at this right now, and I know I'm biased, and I know that I'm fucked if the Bears are good this year, but I mean... Running back, I don't... advantage Packers. Yeah, for Receiver, sure. advantage Packers. Tight end. I, they got advantage the rookie, Packers. Advantage they got Packers. two rookies. Offensive line, I, I mean... It's the Packers. It's the Packers. They didn't do enough for this offensive line. The defense. Defensively There's no playmakers board. on this defense. No. Tremaine Edmonds, maybe. So, so I, I know you guys are high on Fields. I'm, I'm gonna say indifferent because I like watching him play. I just don't think he's gonna be a great NFL quarterback. I think this is a bottom three or four roster in the league. I think they're gonna be sitting right back where they were, potentially pick one or two next year. Um, I know I'm in the strong minority. I know I'm gonna eat my words. There's a chance. But I just don't see what everyone else hey, is the, seeing the, with the Chicago Bears. That division still goes through Lambeau. Until the fucking otherwise. I, I okay. No, the so the division comes through. Ford so Field. so so metaphorically, metaphorically, it's it does. still going through Lambeau, whether we like it or not. If they if they shit to bed this year, it's still going through Lambeau until otherwise. Which we haven't said the Minnesota Vikings name yet, so that means they're because somewhere Minnesota higher up on this Minnesota list. Is. I'm just saying we're going to disagree with that. Okay. I'm saying we're going to disagree with that. Twenty one, Las Vegas. I, I think this is a good spot for them. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, they're missing some yeah. things. 21 right. says you're missing some things. You're the leader of that bottom third, and you're right. fringe competing for a playoff spot. I mean, yeah, it's quarterback. Arguably one of the best the big running one. backs in the league. You have Josh Jacobs. You've got you the Devontae best defensive Adams. end in the league. You have Max Crosby. And you got a top receiver in the league. Their secondary needs some work. Yes, agree. I think their linebackers need some work probably, but oh, yeah. uh, but their offense is a quarterback away from being a top 10 offense. A thousand percent. And their D front, like, again, front front four, excellent. Cros- Crosby, Chandler, Jones, and then they drafted Tyree Wilson. Yeah. And that's got a potential. Wilson and, and Max Crosby have a chance to make some noise for if a Wilson decade. Plays. If Wilson plays. He'll, he'll play, but you if, get the gist. It won't be till later. 20 is too high. You can argue with me all you want. It's New England. And it's just not, they're not there. No, they I, are not there. I like their defense. I, I, I like their defense. I would defense. take the Raiders over them. I would take the Packers over them. And their their O line seems to be serviceable. It's not a Patriots esque O line. I don't like. I don't think they have any playmakers on offense. Um, I, and at the receiver position, yeah. outside Stevenson, they don't have any playmakers. Yeah, I'm all. I'm I, all I heard there. Delvin Cook. They're real. This is in that oh, bottom yeah, third and trending in the wrong direction. A thousand percent yeah. agree. 19, the New Orleans Saints. This is a good spot for them, this too. This is a great yeah. spot for them. Uh, honestly, I think even you could bump it up a spot or two because the team in front of them, I'm not 1,000%, maybe a spot. You just have a lot of question marks here. And if it all works, it looks good. Kamara's a question mark. Jamal Williams' role is a question mark for me. Michael Thomas, for me, is still a question mark. Like, Derek Carr in that system, not as big of a question mark, but a question mark. Their defense is still, I think, going to pick up right where it left off last year. If Carr can get the offense rolling, like I said, I think they're going to win yeah, the division. Yeah, it comes down to the quarterback there. That entire division comes down to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, yeah. There's whichever, no microscope on quarterbacks more than the NFC South. Who, whichever one figures it out yeah. could win the division. Watch Baker Mayfield come running. <laughs> 18, the New York Giants. 
Uh, again, I know this team was better than expectations last year. I think they are still going to be good this year. But as far as an on-paper roster goes, I think it's a little high. They have a shit ton of young talent there. I the One of the places I think they're weak is wide receiver. Oh, I think they're pretty weak there. But other than that, I like where I, I think they could actually be higher. You can make the case they could be higher than a few teams that are in front of them, AFC teams, because I don't think they're higher than any of the NFC teams that are in front of them. They're higher than the Vikings. They're higher than the Minnesota Vikings. But other than that, they're just missing some receivers. That's my only knock on the Giants offense. Love their coach. Love what they're doing. Don't think they're ready yet. To make noise, because I was like Brian Dable. Yeah, I love Brian Dable. You look like him. (laughs) Jumping up to 17, the Detroit Lions. So this would put them them as a bottom half of the league offense. They're the leaders of the bottom half. And this is a little bit of a spoiler on the rest of the list, but that has them sixth in the NFC. So they might be 17th, but sixth in the NFC puts them in the playoffs. Correct. Uh, I think this is... Here's the thing. Like, I look at a team like the Giants underneath them. I think you have a bigger gap between. I think the Lions roster for roster are more talented than than the Giants by a lot. Here's the thing. The Lions played so many young guys last year. Nobody knows who they are. So you the, really haven't got a real good gauge on these The guys. rebuilt secondary is a big one for me. That's what I was going to say. Secondary-wise, yeah. give me the Lions over them. Yeah, the secondary's huge. <laughs> Linebacking um, core? Also should take a step forward. Honestly, give me the Lions. Which played, it's been a hole in the team for years, and it played better in the second half of the season. Um, defensively, defensively, I will give them interior defense to the Giants. That's it defensively. Mm-hmm. Offensively, I'm sorry, give me golf over Daniel Jones. Running backs, obviously, it's Saquon Barkley, so I don't have an issue with Gibbs and Montgomery. Wide receivers, it's not even yeah. fucking close. From there, nothing's close, in no. my opinion. Pending, pending how Waller is, I think Waller better. is going to be good, but the offensive line is the, the most important unit on a, team, on a football team is the offensive line. And this is what brings me to the next thing. That's the strongest Position they have is one step above the Lions. You've got the Vikings at 16. That's so I'm gonna play the game on if they're better than the Lions going forward. Obviously, I think the Vikings, how could it be better when it got got worse? It got worse, it got to they didn't add to it other than a receiver, and it's completely depleted. So I'm gonna pass their defense. Their defense is what was depleted, yeah. And they didn't do anything about it, yeah. They didn't do anything about it. Well, I mean, they tried. They drafted a couple of pieces, but they're going to have to start from day one, and uh, they're going to go through a lot of bumps and growing pains with what they got. I'm sorry. I Their think defense the Vi- got old. The more I'm looking at the – you want to know something? I think there's a chance that the Vikings finish last in the division. It's two-horse race, Vikings and Bears. It's going to be one of those two teams. I think Lions-Packers, 1-2, Vikings-Bears, 3-4. That's how it's going to play out. You want to know what? I think very quietly the NFC North is becoming one of the most interesting divisions in football. It's a long play. Yeah. So how good is Who Jordan Love? Who has the best quarterback? In- how how good is Jordan Love? How good is Justin Fields? That's- Who has the best quarterback? Who has the best quarterback in the division right now? I As think, of right now today. I think it's Jared Goff. I, I do too. I, th- I, I do too. I'm going to third that. Really? Yep. I think he's the best quarterback in the division. I think so too. Right I now. I really he's do. Second. 
I'm sorry? It's probably got to be Cut Cousins. If it has out. to be Cousins. You think Cousins is better than Jared Goff? No. I think no, they're the same two. fucking Second. guy. Second. Number two. Yeah. But but the yeah. intrigue, I know where it comes from. If Jordan Love is good and if if uh, Justin Fields ends up performing better than now I think he is, right. it's interesting for sure. At 15 is Jacksonville. I personally think the Lions have a better all-around roster than Jacksonville. I really? I don't like the Jags' defense. I like the Lions' defense better than Jacksonville. Yeah. I, I, Everything I, else. Jacksonville's defense is all number one picks, dude. Their entire defense is number one picks. I mean, we can go through. I like Josh Allen. I think he's outstanding. Trayvon number one pick. Trayvon, Trayvon Walker, who really underperformed, uh, but he was good in the latter half of the season. Alcoon is a monster. The, Lions, the Lions' secondary, I think, is better than the Jags. Um, offensively, I, I'm, I'm giving the edge to the Jags just because I like all the pieces. I like where they fit, and they proved Actually, it. Actually, I like the Lions' offensive line better than the Jags. The, li- the Lions' better offensive than- line, and that's the tiebreaker. Is That's why yeah. I think the Lions are better than the Jags. At the, the offensive skill positions, line. I would say Jacksonville's a little more talented than they are. I agree. At, you know, quarterback. Receiver for sure. I, I mean, you could, you listen, he had a really good year last year. He had kind of the coming out. But you know what? Jared Goff still did him in, so that's all I'm going to say. I, I disagree with uh, 14, too. 14 is Pittsburgh? I think the Lions have a better roster than the Steelers. I, I, I do, too. I don't see it with their receivers. Love watching George Pickens. I don't think he's it. Allen Robinson might be in the twilight. I think Deontay Johnson's heavily overrated. Love Najee Harris. I think yeah. Mayor Gibbs could have a better year than Najee Harris. Easily. And, and Kenny Pickett has a chance. I think this is one of their most lackluster defenses in a long time. They just got a great coach, and they're going to compete. Their offensive line's good. It's not as good as the Lions. I'm taking the Lions over over the Steelers. Um, I was blown away by 13. The Broncos. A lot of – I've been talking with a lot of people so that have been knocking me on the Sean Payton hot take. There's a lot of weight that's being placed, number one, on Sean Payton, and number two, that Russell Wilson is just going to magically return to form. He's just going to snap back. Why is that, though? Because I don't – I'm sorry. He looked like somebody who was in a, in a bad way last year. It was fucking awful. It was awful. And I don't know if a coach in, 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 in an offseason has the ability to turn this thing around. No. And, and I, I see the It's the, the first time that Russell Wilson had gone to a team – Without an established coach, yeah, that a, a veteran established coach, mm-hmm. and you've seen what you got. Okay, Javante Williams coming off of of a bad leg. Jerry Judy Sutton, Tim Patrick. No, we've taking the Lions over those twi- guys. We've watched yeah. it already. Cortland Sutton's a great player. At, at most, on his best day, he's a wide receiver too. He puts up a couple good games here or there, but I, but he's not a number one wide receiver. You no, know, Javante Williams was a monster until he went down. When he's healthy, I mean, he's, that's a big that's a yeah. big question mark. You know, I don't know what there's there's a five guy string here that intrigues me, and that's Frank Clark, Randy Gregory, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, and Patrick Sertain. Outside of that. I don't know if there's that much there. But a lot of those guys. all on the defensive side correct. of the ball. Nobody on the offense. talent is on yeah. the defensive side Nobody of the ball. I don't see it. I'm taking the Lions over the Broncos. Okay. At 12, we have the Seattle Seahawks. The, it's hard to argue this. It's hard to argue this. Yeah, Geno Smith, we all know what we know. Kenneth Walker, Metcalf Lockett, Smith and Jigba. No offense, kind of cute. Their offensive line, I'm going to give the edge to the Lions. The defense is 
intriguing because their defense is so young. They got the front the half. Their their back seven, everything in the back is that you can make it the case is one of the best in the Agreed. league. I'm gonna. Yeah. That's you know what what I was gonna say from linebacker back here. You have a top five defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their problem is the front seven. They haven't put it together yet. I think you, you, I'm giving the edge on quarterback, obviously, to the Lions. You can make the case the Lions have it. I'll wait to see Jameer Gibbs on running back. Obviously, wide receivers go to the Seahawks. Um, I think the Lions have the edge on tight end and have the edge on offensive line. I think the Lions might have the edge on D-line, but everything else, it's this is close. I, I can justify putting the Seahawks roster-wise in front of the Lions. Yes. Don't think Geno Smith's going to do enough this year to just to justify being number 12 on the on the team list. Agree. Uh, at 11 is Baltimore. Criminally underranked. I agree. <laughs> I, I would say the same thing. This is a top five all-around team. I don't know what the holes are. Maybe offensive line. Offensive line is 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 maybe a touch age. Uh, defensive line. Their defensive line is age. In, interior. Interior yes. defensive line's iffy. Um, well, they haven't. You know what? They're still trying to find their outside. God. They haven't got a a dominant outside pass rusher. Listen to me. And they haven't had one in you, quite some time. You want to talk about interior defensive line? That's fine. Edge rushers are nice. Linebackers are nice. Corners. You can't. I mean, across the board, they have playmakers at almost every position. I think this. I think that's low for them because I'm not going to lie to you. The, at ten, they have the Jets. No, and I their roster think, from top to bottom is better than the Jets. I'm going to eat it Baltimore on this one too because I think the Jets. the Jets. Well, you know what? No, a lot of stock gets placed in their defense. They have a Correct. great. They have a great defense when it's healthy. It's great. I don't love much else outside of Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and a little bit of Brees Hall. Same drill. There's That's a question mark until we see him. Agree. I don't love this offensive line. Um, so I don't know if this is a top 12. I'm taking roster. Baltimore high over the I, w- I would put Baltimore twice. in front of them. Yeah, and you want to know what? Honest to God. Ugh, nine is so I think I'd fun. put Seattle above the Jets, too. Yeah, I would, too. Both yeah. of those. And I'd put the Lions above the Jets as well. This is, this to me... And I haven't. I didn't go through this list completely. I skipped around. This for me is fucking mind blowing. At nine is the Cleveland fucking Browns. Well, I mean, look, look at the core. Look at the then, core of the what team. Core? How? Well, I, I mean, we're going to talk about Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper. I love Nick Chubb. I love Amari. Cooper. I know you a lot love of them, stock. but what the fuck else? A lot of Miles stock Garrett. is placed in 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 places that I don't like. Um, I'll say this much: they they have some pieces. I'll give them that. Number nine roster? Hell no. No, God no. Um, I think this is below the Detroit Lions without without thinking twice. Yeah, but also it's not far. It's it's not far away. They need a handful. They need to add to each position group on defense, in my opinion. Give me the Giants over them. I'll probably take the Giants over them. And there, you know where they should be. They should be right with the Saints. Yeah, fair. I think so too. They should be yeah. right with the Saints. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, DPJ. That is not anything. I mean, when you go down to the Jets or even Baltimore. You're going to tell me the Browns have a better roster than Baltimore? No. no. That's crim- that one's criminal to me. Because even defensively, I mean, if we want to be real about this, 
outside of Denzel Ward, Zadarius Smith, and Miles Garrett, who on that defense is changing the game? I don't have an answer for you. Okay. Number eight. I think this is low, but it's the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's low. This is a top five roster. I think it's low, too. The only question mark for me is the secondary. Everything else is, is near flawless. That and your quarterback. You love Hufanga. I, maybe on the quarterback. I think it, I think that could yeah. be a question mark. Yeah. Right now, I'm deferring. I think that's why they're so low. I'm deferring towards Purdy being the because guy. Because they know Purdy's not going to be ready. Maybe. They, they're not. He proposed They, this they weekend, could tell everybody he's going to be ready. He's not going to be Purdy got engaged. Congratulations to Brock Purdy. Why? Uh, he got engaged. Anyway. Number seven, the Chargers. I think that's extremely high. I, I feel like the Chargers Aging are team. living on where it sh- where it was supposed to be two or three years ago. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, it's just n- Keenan Allen and Mike Williams again. It's been Derwin done. James. It's been done. Derwin James is still a Joe, top uh, top guy. Joey Boza against. <laughs> If you go by the names, we're talking about top guys. I mean, yeah, but we're talking Bosa, about top Khalil guys. Mack, five Jason years ago, Jackson, Derwin James, Keenan Allen, like five years ago. I agree. It's it's a it's bit getting late. old. They're getting old. I think it's high for them. Six, <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys. They it's they have the best team is, every year every on I'm, paper i mean this is a good team on paper is it not it is yeah every, great team everything you need is here this is thus far out of rosters we've talked about the most complete yeah and, and i always forget that they traded for stefan gilmore too by the way yeah i don't know a lot i think a lot of things need to come together and there needs to be a major gap in injuries for this to be to for this to work out and then Dak needs to play well um, I don't think Tony Powered's it, and there may be a little weak at tight end, but this is the best roster we've talked about so Agree. far. Five is Cincinnati. I think this is high. I know you like Cincinnati. Um, I think this is pretty high. They lost a few pieces in the offseason. They did, and I think <clears throat> the biggest hole is at safety. I think you have another big hole. Corners not. They drafted great. a real Corner, young, say a good safety. You've got a hole. Uh, you still have your edge rushers in there. I mean, five might be a touch high. A touch. There, it's a top I would 10 take roster. Dallas over them, and I would take the 49ers over them. Yeah. I would too. Offensively, it's still, I mean, pretty much the same song and dance that it's been. So it doesn't matter when you got Joe Burrow. I'd take the Ravens over them too. By the way, do we? Did you say that? Did you say Baltimore? I'd no. Say, yeah. Da, Baltimore, you got Joe San Burrow and, and Jamar Chase. That's going to cancel out a lot of the Southern. The, the, and from, people, that's probably yeah. how they're looking at it. That's exactly how they're looking at it. Four is Miami. They probably look, yeah. looking at it had one of the most active off seasons, mm-hmm. and they're going to end up with Dalvin Cook too. They're 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 going to be a juggernaut this year. I I got the I think they're going to be there right at the end. I think Braxton they're, Berrios, they're going to have, uh, they're going to have to go to Kansas City Braxton, and play the Chiefs. Braxton Berrios made the Braxton chart. Braxton Berrios on the chart. Yeah, yeah. wide receiver three. Um, it's it's Tua. The question mark is Tua. The question mark is Tua. Good when he plays. Right. The question mark is running back in my opinion too. Uh, if they end up with Dalvin Cook, I think that that justifies this spot a little bit more. But four might be a a, a, a touch high. I don't Just think it touch. is. I don't think it is. They got a real nice mix of I got a hot veteran take. and 
and young players. I think their roster is better offensively and defensively than Team 3. Team 3 is the Buffalo Bills. Oh, they're better than Buffalo. And this is Top a good— Top to bottom, they're better. This is a good offense, but low-key, I'm, I'm, other than quarterback, I'm probably taking Dallas over this— offense you know something i yeah. think you're right I think and Miami, i agree with and him. honestly over the defense as well there's again there's a lot of damn good pieces in buffalo yes sir. um you want to know what the problem is is it's the recency bias that we've seen this before and it doesn't work yeah a- and miami is more new exciting they got big pieces there like they had a monster off. no it's funny how no one's talking about the dolphins i think that i think that's weird and i and again a lot of this list comes down to quarterback and I think yeah. it's funny. It's going to be weird if Tua <clears throat> plays all 12 games. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a good thing. Listen to me. If, if Tua can't go, if Tua doesn't play 10 games this year, they're done. Put a fork in them. Yeah. Because Skyler Thompson's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one for both of you. I think I, they're right? number one. Uh, number one for me as well. They're every every position's covered. Every single I, I would pick Kansas there. City at about three. Whatever we think of DeAndre Swift, I think he makes them better. Um, I think they have the best defense in football. It's them, may, maybe the Niners, the, the edge to the Eagles because of the secondary. Oh, I think the Eagles are going to be outstanding this year. They're going to be yeah. better this year than they were last year. So real quick, if I, had to, if I had to, because and obviously Kansas City's one. If I had to change this and make my own top five, they, it would be as follows. I would put Philadelphia one. Same. I would put Miami two. Same. I agree. I would have Kansas City three. Okay. You, I mean, you can't deny no, it. I agree Kansas with that. City. Go ahead. Okay. Here's the difference between Philadelphia and Kansas City for me. Philadelphia has every single spot on the depth chart covered. The Chiefs have almost every single spot Correct. on the depth chart covered. I agree with that. So I would say Philadelphia, Miami, Kansas City. San Francisco. I think it'd be Frisco at four. Okay. I put the Ravens at yeah, five, Ravens but I'm, I'm crazy. I would. I, I think I would honestly. I would put either my mind right. There. I would put either Buffalo or Cincy five, and the Ravens would be somewhere right underneath them. I think I'd probably put Cincinnati at five. Who is this, Mike Clay? Mike Clay is off on a lot. I want. I want to be. If you get your fantasy intel from Mike Clay, just be careful. Just be careful. That's all I'm telling you. I think that's all we have time for today. Okay. Because my hour and 15-minute episode that I had planned for today ended up an hour 40, but that's okay. okay. Because I think it was absolutely fantastic. So, do you have anything to add? God bless the NFL. Zolo? Real original. Good. Bruce? Good. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter, at Tip Balls, TikTok, at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to check out our Spotify and Apple Music. And if you're listening to us, subscribe to us on YouTube. Ring the bell so you know when we go live. Thank you guys so much for listening. You'll hear from us next week. What? Am I perfect? Always.